Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Whether you're feeling your anxiety spiral backstage before a performance, or you're dealing with crazy holiday traffic and airport delays, or you're stressing about whether the turkey's going to be fully cooked and ready before the guests arrive while balancing multiple other dishes with different temperature requirements and limited oven space, you know how people like to remind you to breathe when you're stressed out? The research suggests that this is indeed good advice, and we've looked at studies before here on the podcast which illustrate some of the benefits, but there are so many different ways to breathe. There's diaphragmatic breathing, box breathing, alternate nostril breathing, 478 breathing, mindfulness breathing, resonance breathing, and any number of other techniques that probably pop up every day on your Instagram or TikTok feed. Does it really matter which breathing technique you use? Or are there some ways of breathing that are more effective than the others? I'm not aware of any studies that systematically compare the full range of different breathwork interventions that are out there, but there is a recent study which compared three contrasting breathing exercises along with mindfulness meditation to see which might have the greatest effect on mood and anxiety. And what did they find? The researchers recruited 108 participants who were asked to wear a popular heart rate monitoring device on their wrist, do some daily breathing or mindfulness exercises, and complete a series of mood and anxiety assessments every day for 28 days. The participants were semi-randomly assigned to one of four groups. 24 participants were in a mindfulness meditation group. They basically monitored their breathing and were asked to refocus their attention on their breath and forehead whenever they found their mind wandering. 30 participants were assigned to a cyclic sighing group, which is a breathing exercise that emphasizes long, slow exhales relative to shorter inhales. 21 participants were assigned to a box breathing group, which involved inhales, holds, and exhales of the same exact length of time. And 33 participants were assigned to a cyclic hyperventilation group, which emphasized longer inhales relative to shorter exhales. As you can probably imagine, they didn't stick with a program every single day, but overall the groups did pretty well. Specifically, the mindfulness meditation group averaged about 6 minutes of meditation on around 18 of the 28 days, and the breathwork groups averaged about 6 minutes of breathing exercises on about 20 of the 28 days. Incidentally, this difference in adherence was not statistically significant, in case you're wondering. So were there any differences in mood or anxiety ratings between these four groups, 
But when it came to anxiety, both the mindfulness and breathing groups experienced a similar reduction in anxiety after engaging in their meditation or breathing exercises. As in, there wasn't any particular method that seemed to reduce anxiety more than the others. That said, I do kind of wonder if there might have been a difference if participants were more stressed out. Participants completed the exercises during the normal course of a day, so it wasn't like they were especially stressed out at the time. So maybe there would have been some different findings if they assessed their anxiety and tried the breathing exercises right before a stressful test or performance, for instance. Anyhow, at least in this study, all four exercises seemed to produce a similar reduction in anxiety. When it came to negative affect or mood, like with anxiety, the different meditation and breathing techniques all had some effect, with all four groups reporting feeling less negative after completing their exercises. And here, too, there wasn't much of a difference between the groups. However, when it came to positive affect or mood, there were some noticeable differences. On one hand, the meditation group did experience somewhat of a boost in positive mood, but the breathing exercises led to a bigger improvement in positive mood than the mindfulness. And out of the three breathwork methods, cyclic sighing was the one that really stood out, with these participants having the biggest increase in positive mood over the course of the study. Interestingly, the cyclic sighing participants' normal everyday breathing rate also slowed down more than those in the mindfulness group. And there was also a significant negative correlation between change in breathing rate and change in positive affect. Meaning, the folks who experienced a greater slowing in their breathing rate and a larger decrease in the number of breaths they took each day were the ones who tended to report the greatest increase in positive mood and affect. And unlike the meditation or other breathing groups, there seemed to be a cumulative effect for the cyclic sighing group too. As in, the more consistently participants did the cyclic sighing exercise from day to day, the more they tended to benefit. So what are we to take away from all of this? And most importantly, how exactly do we do this cyclic sighing thing anyway? Well, if you're already really comfortable with or have had really great results with a particular breathing method, I'm guessing it's fine to continue with this, at least when it comes to regulating anxiety. After all, in this study, there wasn't much of a difference in anxiety reduction between cyclic sighing and box breathing. However, when it comes to reducing anxiety and getting into a better headspace or emotional state, it does seem like cyclic sighing is worth a try. Here's the gist. Basically, the idea is to take a nice, easy breath in through your nose, and near the end of your breath, take in another short inhale to top things off. And then take a nice, slow, extended exhale, breathing out of your mouth. It sounds a little bit like this. So, with the Thanksgiving holidays coming up this week, maybe try setting aside a minute or two every day to practice a little cyclic sighing. And then, when an unexpected bit of stress presents itself, Try a single repetition or two and see if that helps you to lower your stress and even boost your mood a touch. It may not sound like much, but you might be surprised at how much a difference a few seconds of breathing can make. You can find links to this week's study and other related practice hacks at bulletproofmusician.com blog. If you found this episode helpful, please do share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think would also enjoy experimenting with it during the coming week. And if you'd like to explore this sort of thing in more depth, whether it be to get more out of your daily practice or to get better at managing performance pressure and shrinking that gap between what you can do in the practice room and what comes out on stage, 
you can learn more about the live and self-paced courses that are available at bulletproofmusician.com courses.